the Lord is my shepherd. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast here at Waynefleet BIC. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host as we look at life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. And as usual, I am not alone, but today I am not alone times two. I You're am, really not I'm alone. I'm really, really not alone today. <laughs> I am joined by, first of all, Pastor Pat Hand, our lead pastor, and also our BIC Canada Executive Director, Pastor Charlie Maschinger. Welcome, Pastor Charlie and Pastor Pat. Great to be here. It is great to be here. I'm so excited that uh, Charlie could be with us, and and um, he has been, uh, well, yesterday preached on uh, Psalm 23. Mm, great one. Probably, I would say arguably the most well-known psalm, would you say? Most uh, assuredly, it has to be the best-known psalm of say. all of the psalms, yeah. Mm. And I, I think uh, the candid conversations that we've had uh, through psalms have really been meaningful because they meet us where we live, where we where we work, uh, where our head is these days, and um, mm-hmm. they've been very impactful. It's been a great uh, series. A variety mm-hmm. of, of conversations, right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And how could you have a series on uh, candid conversations in Psalms without Psalm twenty-three? You know, I can't. <laughs> so, Charlie, thank you for being with us. It's great to have you today. And uh, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, staying home, saving the world, and uh, like everybody else uh, these days, so um, doing most of my work by uh, telephone and Zoom, yeah. like uh, everybody else is these days, so mm-hmm. um, it's nice Good. to get outside sometimes in the midst of all that. So how, uh, how are things, uh, how's the denomination, uh, how, how's your, your leadership team, uh, how overall are our pastors and churches doing these days? I think we've navigated the pandemic as uh, as good when I read some surveys that are coming back from uh, groups like Waybase and other groups like that that are surveying churches. Uh-huh. I think um, I feel really good about our community and how we've uh, done through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're in the gathering business as churches. We love mm-hmm. to get groups of people together, and that's one of the primary ways we express ourselves and do life together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's not been available to us in the ways that we like to uh, to do life together as a, as a mm-hmm. spiritual community. So um, I think we found really good alternatives. A lot of pastors the first few weeks were freaking out because they had to be in front of a video camera and not in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've adapted really well and uh, I think um, have kept really uh, strong in the midst of a difficult time. And it's really great to hear. Um, in um, a denomination such as, uh, such as ours with our community expressions and, and some are rural, some are urban, and uh, some are fairly new, some have been around for many years. and. It's great to hear across the board that things are relatively going. Everybody's hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. what what has been um, for Bit Canada? What what has been the biggest challenge uh, during either COVID in general or this second go around? Uh, what what's been the biggest challenge for uh, you guys or for our denomination? I think the biggest frustration is just for pastors that really love to be with people, yeah. you know, that the ones I talk to. And I think our people like to be with each other. Yes. And we are traditionally, we love um, just informal get-togethers, just the time in the lobby after church, mm-hmm. uh, connecting in home churches or small groups, whatever you have. Mm-hmm. 
um, and we can't do all those things. So I think that's been the most um, hard, difficult thing for people. Mm. Um, I'm thankful that we have technology. I don't know what they did oh, during the Spanish flu, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we have we have an opportunity at least to see each other, to talk on the phone. But I really think the telephone is the is the great resource of this pandemic that yeah. we haven't talked enough about. That's yeah. uh, I haven't seen my mother. Uh, in you know in 14 months mm. and I call her now more than I ever did before and yeah. actually I think we have better conversations on the telephone than we did when we if I sat in her nursing home yeah yeah uh, room so yeah. um I think that's been the biggest frustration we mm -hmm. just can't uh, can't be together um like we want to and there's a longing for us to do that we uh Julie and I were uh, talking before this podcast and we were kind of having similar conversations mm -hmm. about just uh, the desire to be with our people or to be with our family and friends yeah. and it is it I would say that's been one of the tough things in the pand pandemic definitely and Charlie where have you seen um, growth or like a bright spot mm, over the time? good question mm -hmm. well the church uh, before uh, all this started uh, we were having conversations about uh, online giving for example mm -hmm. uh, trying to get some of our churches to do that you guys were doing that of course um, and some of our churches were what we would call early adopters. Mm -hmm. um, most, a lot of our churches just thought, well, you tell them that millennials don't have checks, um, and I don't think they really believed you. And all, <laughs> of, a, all of a sudden, they yeah. found out that if they were going to collect any kind of offering, if they didn't have an online option, um, they were mm -hmm. going to be dead in the water, really. Yeah. Uh, and so all of our churches have online giving now. A lot of our churches didn't have very good web presence or any mm -hmm. kind of uh, digital communication platforms. Um, and so the first few weeks, pastors were going in front of um, some kind of makeshift camera set up, yeah. whatever it was. And a lot of them told me, like, I don't know if I can do this for more than two or three weeks. I'm just dying here. Yeah. But a lot of churches have really kind of become really good at it and found their level and found what they're, they can do well within their budget, within their smaller realities. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we've learned that we don't have to compete with larger groups nope. we don't have to be north point or the meeting house we can be just be us who we are and right. do the best job of finding a way to connect with our people so mm -hmm. uh, a lot of our pastors have got really good i think and uh, learning mm -hmm. new ways to communicate that they didn't think they that were possible for them and they've managed to reinvent themselves i think in mm -hmm. some ways so I, I, old dogs I, learn yeah. new yeah, tricks right, right? <laughs> yeah. living proof right here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, i would say we talk about that i would say almost every week at staff meeting what yeah. a what a pivot and how he continued to pivot yeah. mm -hmm. every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being able to pivot um, in uh, a forward movement, yes. um, you know, it's, it really has been uh, a challenge, but, but also an adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to look at it yeah. from that standpoint that, you know what, this didn't take God by surprise. And there's some things he's going to teach us Mm -hmm. uh, and being able to reach people better than maybe we did even before, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. so it, it, it's good days. And, uh, one of the blessings, uh, that helps us walk through life is Psalm 23. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Charlie, you were, you were talking about in your message, you, you were talking about, um, giving ourselves permission. I, I just thought that was an interesting way of looking at Psalm 23. Could you, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, well, to begin with, this is the most familiar psalm for sure. And often, um, I think we've got it reserved as a funeral psalm. Yeah. Because that's usually where we hear it. Yeah. And so True. Uh, familiarity can breed contempt. So we've heard this psalm so many times 
that sometimes we don't, uh, we've got it compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. And I really don't, I think this is a psalm about comfort for sure. Uh, but I think more than anything, it's the psalm about uh, replenishment and restoration, mm. um, which is a very timely word for the pandemic. I think yes. we're tired and weary for the reasons we talked about. Mm -hmm. But I think this psalm is about um, restoration, this idea of perpetual restoration that's available to us, that mm. the Lord seems to say um, he wants to keep providing for us. David is saying... Uh, he restores my soul. It seems to be this idea that we can have a perpetual restoration available mm. to us. I'm not sure a lot of people that follow Jesus kind of see the Christian life that way. They see yeah. it as a life like, I'll just put in time yeah. until I get to heaven and then everything will be great, but I just have to endure until then. And we wonder why we're not painting a very compelling picture of faith to people that are coming into the church. You know, uh, you should believe this stuff. It doesn't work for me, but it might. You might try it, and it might work for yeah. you. Uh, it's, it's like the old hymn: "It will be worth it all." You know, oh boy, that's uh, that's not a real uh, uh, intro uh, to who Jesus is. But, no. But, so does it work for you? That's the question I have. Is this working for us? Yeah. Uh, do we have a, a joy level that we're finding in the Christian life? Is it fulfilling to us? Are we knowing soul replenishment? And for me, one of the barriers to doing that is we just almost don't give ourselves permission mm. uh, to, to be restored, to let the Lord restore us, because we think we're supposed to be miserable. We've kind of uh, taken that message. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What an interesting way to look at that. Because if you if you look at David, uh, the psalmist, uh, this king, the shepherd, mm -hmm. you know, he knew a little bit about his uh, his tongue hanging, you know, being tired, uh, uh, certainly in leadership and uh, being uh, being somebody who who led troops, uh, being a shepherd with great responsibility. I, he knew a little bit about being tired, you know, yeah. and um, and. I realized what what you're saying there. Um, David was giving himself permission not to be king. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm willing to be a sheep, and I'm admitting that I need restoration, yeah. that soul care. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, that what a that is a wonderful thought. Um, Definitely, yeah. I think it's it's hard to rest sometimes. I know I find rest difficult. Yeah. I think there's just that... Kind of feel guilty. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely, especially as a mom, experience some guilt when I'm not, you know, busy or doing something or, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, and, and I, I do. I struggle to feel maybe lazy when I take time to rest mm. or, you know. So a few years ago, quite a few years ago now, this is an old book, but I picked up this book, uh, which oh. is the title <laughs> is what you just said. Yeah. Uh, when I relax, I feel guilty. It's by a guy named Tim Hansel, who ran an outdoor Christian outdoor expedition yeah. um, company. And so uh, I was immediately attached to the topic of the book because I mm -hmm. was like, yeah. like you, I, had, I was struggling with trying to, to find a rhythm of rest. And part of that is I think it comes from this uh, idea in scripture of industry. We read about Proverbs and we we read the story of the ant, how you're supposed to be industrious. There's yep. verses about being hmm. uh, lazy. There's lots of verses about being yeah. idle. That's right. a good yes. King James word. <laughs> and so we somehow have adopted this um, phrase that it's better to, to, um, to um, burn out than rust out. Yeah. Mm. That's sometimes something I think we've internally yeah. um, got ourselves into. 
which is just a, such a bizarre idea because uh, when you really think of it, um, either way you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was just Who wants to be out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking, why do either? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like, yeah. are those the only two options available to us? I don't think David would say they are. What's mm. why can't we just have a rhythm of mm. of industry and work, healthy, good work, uh, and and rest, and build mm. the rhythms of our lives around that? And I think that's what he's trying to say in Psalm 23: build your life around practices and things that you love to do, which by the way, I don't think a lot of people have even given themselves permission to get in touch with. If, mm -hmm. if I ask people, uh, what do you really love to do? What, it's almost like they're apologizing to me when they're telling me that, you know? Mm. If I drag it out of them, they'll tell me, well, I actually really do like baking. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, I, you know, like you, I, I don't do it to make a meal for my family. I just do it because I like it. Oh, I, I love uh, other people you know. baking. <laughs> 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 their spiritual gift is baking. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't think um, it's just really hard for us to lean into the things that we that put a smile on our face. I grew up with this idea about Sabbath, which was just completely messed up. Mm. That, you were supposed to sleep on Sunday. That's basically the only thing you were supposed to do. Uh, you know, couldn't even ride your bicycle. And then, yeah, yeah, you know, right. at, at church camp, we were supposed to not kick a soccer ball on Sunday, wow. things like this. So, wow. you know, the idea that I might really actually enjoy cutting my lawn because that's just a replenishing activity. Yeah. Um, sometimes when I, again, when I was younger in the church, we didn't want a, a pastor wouldn't be cutting their lawn on Sunday because the people mm -hmm. from the church would think Might that they were right, right. Uh, a terrible sinner because they were cutting their grass on, wow. on Sunday. Right? You could do so, it in the yeah. backyard if you had a fence. <laughs> Not the front. Yeah, and even some BIC people would go out behind the barn in Wainfleet here and, and play hockey, you know, because uh, yeah. you weren't supposed to do that on Sunday. So I just think we really uh, have kind of got some ideas we need to correct around mm -hmm. this and give ourselves some permission and I think David in this psalm actually is giving us permission to, to get in touch with what would restore us. Maybe some of it's not um, all of our fault. Maybe some of it I think pre-COVID that maybe the church may have been a little guilty of bringing on a guilt of um, you know if, if you ever missed a Sunday well woe unto you you know mm -hmm. and, um, and if there's one thing I learned during the uh, first part of the pandemic when we were all locked down was I actually began to really enjoy Sunday because we were pre-recording everything yep. at that time. That's all we could do. And I, I, I kind of understood a little bit that maybe we have unjustly, maybe religiously, have put some guilt on our people. Uh, that's not permission to, to miss all the time. Uh, Jesus urges us to uh, be together, but, but I think maybe the church maybe put some unnecessary guilt on this idea yeah. of Sabbath rest. Yeah. You know? yeah. We turn things into have-tos. I used yeah. to say this when I was pastoring a lot. Yeah. I, 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 we turn things into have-tos rather than get-tos. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the very fact that um, I have garbage to take to the road um, you know, even though I don't like taking out the garbage, today was garbage day, I had to you know, take that stuff out. <laughs> the fact that I have, I can throw away so many things, means yeah. I have a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, a lot yeah, of people right. in the world don't have the opportunities I have. So. Perspective, right? Yeah. That's for sure. And that you're physically able to do yeah. some of those tasks, hmm. you know? That's right. That's right. That's a, that's a good way of looking at it as well. 
What do you th- what do you think, David? Uh, we always kind of concentrate on the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. and is there is there an everyday application to anything like that? Yeah, I think um, if you look at that, the, the kind of the root idea there is is fear mm-hmm. that he's he's talking about. You're in a place of fear. David wrote this. Um, many people believe when he was being hunted by Saul in the yeah, wilderness. Right. And so he was living as a fugitive. He had a lot of people with him, by the way. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people were coming out saying, you should be our king. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still were being hunted. It was a dangerous time for him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is written out of a place, and that's why he references God prepares a table for me you know, in the presence of my enemies. Mm-hmm. Like they're all around here, and I'm in this cave or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's really a place of fear. And uh, part of this psalm is, is understanding how we respond to fear, oh, yes. which most of the time is try to pretend we aren't afraid. That's usually our, our, um, mm-hmm. our idea. Like, I, no, I'm not afraid. We have a, a terrible time, once again, admitting that we're afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of the first thing is just saying to ourselves, if you go to a counselor, for example, they'll try to say part of your um, embracing your healing is admitting you have a problem. And that, yeah. you, you know, that you can start to talk about it. And if, if you're not even there yet. So part of it is admitting you're afraid that yeah. whatever it is um, that's driving this fear within you, um, what's fueling that? Where does that come from? Um, part oh. of finding healing, I think David would say, is that God's resources are available to you even in the place of fear. But you have to, to admit that you're afraid and try and figure out, mm. you know, what's bringing on this fear, whether it's a lightning storm or yeah uh COVID. yeah yeah no that that's um that's very interesting way to look at it i that makes sense um somebody once said we're only as sick as our secrets and i i think that can certainly uh constitute in our daily lives of what we fear or or what brings the angst our way or what keeps us awake at night mm-hmm. i i think uh facing that is an important part and it's just psalm 23 and facing your fears they just seem to go so well together yeah they do yeah they really do so as we as we wrap up uh what would you say to those who are listening to our podcast this week um from from the aspect of psalm 23 uh, we hear that on sunday how is that going to help them on monday and the rest of this week what, what would you in general say to them as we close out today? Well, uh, the first thing is there's two really important ideas at the end of Psalm 23 that are very ancient Hebrew ideas. Um, and those have to do with goodness and God's mm-hmm. loving kindness or his mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the idea of uh, tov, which is the yeah. uh, Hebrew word for goodness, and kesed or hesed, uh, which is uh, loving God's loving kindness. Mm-hmm. And David says, those two things are looking for me rather than I'm looking for them. Wow. Um, they are hunt, they're trying to hunt me. Surely um, God's yeah. goodness and mercy will follow me yeah. all the days of my life. So God is looking to bless you. He's yeah. coming your way. It's uh, like he's sitting in front of you all the time. Mm. Um, one of our pastors, Bruxy Gavey, loves to, to, to use this illustration about the gospel in chairs where God comes and sits in front of you. So he's coming after yeah. you, looking for you, and wants to bless you if you will open yourself to receiving that. That is a good word for us today, and it's a good word for me. I really appreciate Psalm 23, and I appreciate you sharing those thoughts with us today. And I hope our listeners are blessed by this and helped at the same time. Yes. And until next week. 
Yes, thank, thank you, you very much for joining us. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach Pastor Pat at pat at waynefleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Charlie, do you mind sharing your email address? Yeah, it's charlie.mashender at beinchrist.ca. Excellent. Thank you. We'll put that in the comments as well. You can look for it there. And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any um, feedback or podcast suggestions, I'd love to hear from you too. You can reach me at julie at waynefleetbic.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Have a great week, everybody. You are loved.